Hi, this is Jalen for Dobbs, where tire buying is easy. At GoToDobbs.com, shop brands, sizes, pricing, and our amazing deals. With 40-plus locations, get same-day install. For tires, it's Dobbs. For deals you can use, click on GoToDobbs.com now. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Now batting for the fast lane, Cardinals Hall of Famer and fifth member, Matt Holiday. We're hanging with Holiday on 101 ESPN. Powered by Air Alliance Team Heating and Cooling. Getting the job done quickly, correctly, 100% of the time. Time to chat with our guy, Matt Holiday, Michelle Smallman filling in for Jamie Rivers. I'm Anthony Stalter. We head to our celebrity line, talk to the Cardinals Hall of Famer, World Series champion, Matt Holiday. What's up, Matt? Hey, guys. So, Michelle, in favor of Jamie and Brad, talk about an upgrade. Yeah, no <laughs> kidding, Matt. Well said. Wow. Yep. Good for you, Anthony. <laughs> yeah, thanks, Matt. I appreciate that. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for thinking of me in that regard. Yeah. I appreciate it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, hey, Matt, I wanted to ask you, this is, the, the, it, it might be a complicated question, but for me, you know, watching football, as long as I have, quarterbacks that can process information quickly, typically make that jump from college to pros easier than those that, that, that don't. Is there a, an equivalent in baseball where you watch a young guy that makes a, that transition from the minors to the majors quickly? Is there, is there kind of one thing that that player has that can translate quicker to the big league level? Yeah, I mean, I think when you talk about that, like you talk about process information, I think that, that also applies in baseball. I think... It, I think baseball IQ and, and being able to, um, yeah, I think when you're talking about moving up, if you can keep the game simple, if you can continue to not make it bigger, I, I guess, than, than baseball, when you can just really, okay, so they still have to throw it over the plate, and you can kind of just not make, make too much of it. Obviously, the skill level is, is higher at the major league level, and, and obviously we know that the greatest players in the world play in the major leagues, but... I do think the guys that transition the best are the ones that um, that can mentally um, handle it and are mature enough to uh, uh, not get too high or too low. And and then you know there's some skills I think obviously when you can really run obviously that plays and that can help you transition from the minor leagues because if you hit you know if you hit one in the hole or you hit a soft dribbler you you can get some hits and you can you can contribute in that way you can steal some bases. Uh, obviously if you're, if you're a great defender, um, you can still bring that to the table. Um, but I think generally, when you generally talk about young players coming to the major leagues, uh, a lot of it is, is your brain. And a lot of it is, is how you, uh, process the game, slow the game down, um, think the game and, and anticipate what's going to happen. 
uh, I think all of that allows for, for players uh, to transition and continue to play at a high level, even at the major league level. Matt, always great to talk to you. And I have been watching the Cardinals season, obviously not what was anticipated, but it got me thinking about the clubhouse and like the vibes in the clubhouse. Organizationally, the Cardinals have not been in this position for a long time. A lot of these players have not been in this position for a long time. So as somebody who is a leader in the clubhouse, when you look at what they're dealing with, it's really hot. They don't really have anything to play for. That carrot is not there anymore. What would a leader in the clubhouse be saying to the guys at this point? What's the message? Yeah, I mean, I think the message is, is still like personal pride and pride in, in your own performance and pride in your own preparation and, and setting a good example for young players because the, the young players are part of the solution. And I think that the older players, um, when, they, when they start to look in the next couple of years, they, you know, you got to say, look, I, I still got to set the tone. I've still got to get my work done. I've still got to go out and, and set a great example for young players because I'm a professional and I'm paid money. I'm paid by an organization to go out there and give it everything I have on a nightly basis. And, and there's some personal pride that goes in and going out and performing. Uh, and, and, and I think sometimes when you're in the middle of it, it's, it, it can be hard to remember, but I, th- I still think like a good reminder is, is that you get a chance to play major league baseball and someday you won't. And, and someday uh, you'll be like me where you'll say, man, that was really fun. I wish I would have enjoyed every day a little bit more, um, than I did. Um, and so I think it's a good reminder that you still get to play baseball for a living. I think it's a good reminder that you still get to set an example for young players that you're counting on in the next couple of years to get you back where you want to be, which is in the playoffs and having a chance to win the World Series. And that's, this might be a crucial point in their development, and you might get a chance to play a part in that. And so I think all those things are still on the table for veteran players and, and, and encouraging young players and um, you know, and, and, and getting a chance to, to just remember that you get to play a game for a living and go out there and, and, uh, and enjoy it. And I think that, you know, the weather hopefully will cool off here in the next couple of weeks and, and they'll kind of get that September second wind where uh, it's not quite as hot and, and uh, you can get out there and maybe do a little more early work and get a little more work on the field. But um, there's still, you know, a, a lot to play for when you're a veteran player, even if you're not going to make the playoffs. Matt Holiday, join us right now on the Fast Lane on 101 ESPN. Matt, we got this question from a texter, um, and, and I'm I'm interested as well. We were talking the other day about hitting and these hitting schools and all these young. It feels like like all these young hitters are are now going through these camps at an early age, and you're talking about analytics and all this. And a texter asked us, you know, next time you have Matt on, would you mind asking what the process was uh, for your sons? So. For dads out there or moms out there that are, are are thinking about putting their their young you know kids in these hitting camps things like what's your what's your advice what did you do? Well, I mean, obviously my situation is a little bit different than probably most of the texters, and that you know I've I've been exposed and and, and played at, at a high level and have have, uh, have got a chance to be around a lot of great uh, hitting people and, and learned. Uh, by trial and error in my own career, sure. uh, what, what I wanted to pass along to, to my boys. Um, I, I think that it, you know, a lot of these hitting camps and these hitting people, um, I, I think some of them are great. I think some of them do an amazing job. I think some of them maybe not so much. Um, it, it'd be hard because I think it's more on a, a person-to-person basis, whether I, I would think it would be a great idea or not to send your kid to it. 
I think sending your kids to to college, major college baseball camps, is something that's that's good. And and I think that that most colleges that I'm familiar with uh, do run a really good baseball camp and and can help your kids that way and and help them with baseball. Um, as far as you know, the the exit velocity and 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 starting to to introduce your your young kids to some of the the I guess the metrics that you can kind of quantify. Um, I think that's probably more of a high school thing. And I think that if I was, I think giving kids, um, particularly young kids, giving them objectives where you want them to hit the ball uh, and allow them, their body to kind of gather and collect in a way to hit a ball where you want them to hit it, I think is, is an easier way when you're teaching young, young kids uh, the mechanics that, that, hey, I want you to hit this line drive, um, you know, say over the second baseman's head if you're a right-hand hitter. Well, you'd have to get your body in a position to hit a line drive over the second baseman's head. And without sort of them overthinking it or, or trying to teach this this uh, particular mechanic, they might be able to collect their body in a way to, to execute what you're asking them to do, which will create a good habit. Um, I think as you get older, you can, you know, at least for me, my, my objective was, I want them to be as natural as possible. And then when they get old enough, we can start talking about more about kind of complex um, mechanics of hitting and when they, when they can understand it. But um, that would be my suggestion, Anthony. I, I think you, that going to camps and exposing them to, to people that you know have a great uh, background in, in teaching baseball um, would be better than, than maybe, um, you know, some of the, the quote-unquote uh, people that, that are, are uh, selling you exit velocity and sure. selling you uh, launch angle and selling you sort of this digitized hitting method. Yeah, and, and Matt, you I, I butchered the question. You actually answered it. What what I wanted to specify was your you know, your thoughts on the advanced metrics and when to introduce those to, you know, and, and what you did with, with your sons. Not necessarily, you know, did you take them to a hitting coach? You, you Right. Uh, you you could I don't know if anybody saw your career. I think you did pretty pretty damn well, Matt, as a hitter. So not yeah. that you take them to a hitting coach. You but you specify and I think that's yeah. that's great advice because I think a lot of parents are like, Okay, well, look at all these advanced metrics now. When do I introduce yeah. that? And, and for you you explained that perfectly with okay, maybe at the high school level, let's see how serious they are, but for right now when they're young, man, let's just get them loving baseball right. first. Yeah, I think uh get him have fun and then I think you know, having good mechanics and a, a good swing path um, is more important to me than, than if you can hit the crap out of it, like in, in the exit velocity. Sure. Uh, you know, I, I think that, you know, one comes before the other. I think having a good a good swing and a good mechanically sound swing is better than like, hey, let's see if I can hit this ball 100 miles an hour, like as you start to get, you know, into the high school range. So um, uh, is it good to have these metrics and, and to be able to sort of quantify what you think you're seeing. Sure. I mean, I, I think that there is a place for it, but I, I don't think that uh, hitters are made off of, you know, how hard I can hit a ball off a tee or even short toss um, as far as, you know, how do, how do I determine what a good hitter is? Sure. Matt, speaking of hitting an offense, as we continue to evaluate this season and, as we head into the offseason, reflect on this past season, I don't think the offense has necessarily been the problem. I know pitching, pitching, pitching is going to be at the forefront of the decisions that are going to be made in the offseason. But when you look at the offense for the Cardinals this year, is there anything that you haven't seen from them that you'd like for them to add or improve upon next season? Well, I, I you know, I, I think, um, you know, just 
Probably consistency. I mean, when you're when you're breaking in young players, you know the the, the last thing you know the consistency. You see flashes um, from Jordan Walker, and you see flashes from Mason Wynn, and you see you know uh, Gorman has been hot a little bit hot and cold, and then showed you. But they've all given you glimpses of 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 what they could be, and I, and I think that even uh, you know Goldie hasn't quite had the season that he had last year, which. You know, it's uh, it's asking a lot to think that you know he could repeat a an you know MVP season. But um, you know, I think all in all, the pieces pieces are there. Um, you know, Contreras got off to a bit of a rough start, but seems to have come around and um, is going to give you you know positive offense out of the catcher position. Um, you know, Kisner's been better, I think, offensively this year as a backup and and a guy that's got more playing time as a catcher. Um, so I, I think that they've used this year to kind of take a look at a lot of different things, Michelle. I, I think um, next year having a, a lineup um, that seems to be set for most days, I think would probably be optimal as far as, you know, figuring out where guys are going to play and, and, you know, what you're going to do with Gorman and Tommy Edmond and uh, Carlson. And, and you have all these pieces. Uh, I just think the best teams have a lineup that's, that's pretty – you know, it's not it's not every day, but I think it's a pretty good idea of who's going to play where most days, and I think that that's something for me. If I was, um, you know, looking at the team going forward, I would would want a plan where I would have a little more certainty in in, in the positionally, who's going to play where and 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 how I'm going to you know rotate guys and and uh, you know use the DH and if you could add a big bopper at, at the DH, maybe you do that. Um, but I know they like to be able to roll Goldie and Nolan through the DH spot to give him a little bit of break. Um, so I don't know if that answers your question, but I, I think just maybe a little bit more consistency on who's going to play where and when. I love that idea. We we did an exercise the other day, and I that was one of the things I would like to see more more of a static lineup. Look at the Braves. I mean, you know, yeah. you know who's going to hit every night for the Braves. You know who's going to be in their lineup, and yeah, they've got great hitters. But it, there's no question when they get to the ballpark, like. You're going to play this position. You're going to bat here, and uh, they're the best team in baseball right now. And I think that's one of the reasons for it. Matt, love having you on the show, man. Thank you for your time. Have a great weekend, and we'll check back with you next week. Yeah, thanks for having me on. Great to talk to you guys, uh, and uh, talk to you guys soon. Sounds good. Thanks, Matt. All right, see you guys. That's Matt Holiday, Cardinals Hall of Famer, here on 101 ESPN.